Steve, good to see you. How you been? Mate, I've been wonderfully well. It's been a great season. Everyone's busy. You can't ask for more than that. You know, it's, it's interesting, though. You know, winter seemed to last forever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, and, and I'm sure you probably have heard the same thing. It lasted forever, but summer came and just hasn't stopped, and it's been ka-chink, ka-chink on the old cash box yeah. ever since. It's been yeah, great. It's been great. It's been a great uh, season for a lot of people, I think, yeah. that yeah. Uh, were concerned about the longevity of this season and the heat and so forth, but um, it's really turned out to be very good. Most people are relatively happy. That's a good thing because after a long winter, you know, you, they never know what to anticipate. Right. And, and uh, you know, your background, my background is we know we're a lot of equipment. A lot of people wait until the weather breaks. And, uh, you know, this year it broke and then it just never stopped. So anyway, right. for the benefit of those who are new to the industry and new to you and I, I'm going to we're going to talk about your your current exciting opportunity. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about a little bit about what brought you to where you are today. We won't spend too much time there, but we want to show we want everybody to know about your background. Yep. And then I'd like to spend a lot of time about the association of which you're now uh, involved in. So that, why don't I uh, let you uh, tell us where you come from and go from there? Well, um, years and years ago, it seems like a lifetime ago, I was actually <laughs> a state police officer in Australia. And, um, mate, it got to the point where I just wasn't happy as a policeman anymore. I didn't right. have really a good exit strategy. Uh, but we had some very good friends of ours who were in the aviation business, fly to the States, uh, went to a place in Milwaukee called Cops Frozen Custard. Uh, and uh, basically that visit changed my life. They came back with a uh, harebrained idea to bring Frozen Custard to Australia, of which there was only one really other concept um, at the time. So uh, I left the police, went into business with these guys. I was the operations guy. Right. Uh, and I like to tell people that I had less than zero experience with food service, let alone ice cream. <laughs> in fact, on the very first day, someone, a lady came in with a young child and said, do you have anything non-dairy? And I said, well, there's a bottle of Coke in the fridge. Why would you come into an ice cream shop and ask for something non-dairy? So, um, mate, we operated those businesses. We had two brick and mortar locations and a food truck. Oh, uh, okay. This was kind of in the late 90s, early thousands. Uh, and the company that we actually bought our equipment from, Ross Manufacturing, uh, offered us a, offered me a position to come over to the States and help grow their business. Right. So I guess they kind of liked the passion that we had for what we were doing. And so we thought, my wife and I, uh, in April 2004, we had four young daughters and a son on the way. And we thought, let's have a two or three year uh, uh, adventure. Let's go to the States. Let's kind of, you know, um, you know, have an experience with the kids, tour around and come back home. And this year marks 15 years. I'm going to say. No, 14 years. And uh, so we've been here ever since. So I worked for Ross Manufacturing, who was right. then bought by Stalting, right. uh, as their education and training guy. So I would work with independents, work with right. regional chains, international chains, uh, just to kind of help them open and grow their own ice cream, frozen dessert, frozen custard gelato premium business right. um, and then 2016 uh, I was just traveling way too much um, very very busy I just thought I need to kind of get this under control so that's when I started up my own business and so we've been doing education and training here right. in this facility in St. Louis uh, since then so that's kind of a uh, thumbnail 
15 year uh, turnaround in about two or three minutes. Well, you certainly come, you certainly come to the present with a, a solid retail background in the stores and operating. And then uh, with your world travels, you've seen a lot of different types of ice cream, haven't you? Right. Yep. A lot of concepts. And, uh, and so in the training, uh, you, you really have an opportunity to give back to those people who really don't have that college type presentation, do you? Right. Well, that's the beautiful thing is that, you know, we had stores in Australia. We had a store here in St. Louis for quite some time. And I personally don't have any current retail ice cream locations, but it's almost right. like working with so many people. It's like being a grandparent. I get to work in someone's store for the day. And at the end of the day, when I've had my fun, I hand it back to them and I go home and <laughs> not have to worry about it. So yes. I still, on a weekly basis, I'm in people's stores, serving customers, making right. ice cream. Right. Um, and that's, that's the beauty. It, it, it's a real uh, privilege to be able to do that right. uh, and still keep my feet wet. Well, you certainly are, you know, and that's a tremendous strength because you're come. Uh, and so why don't we tell everybody what you're, what you're now doing? Well, um, this month, uh, 1st of August, I took over as the executive director for the National Ice Cream Retailers Association. Congratulations, by the way. Thank Please. you. It's very exciting. Um, it's an association that's been around for a long, long time, 85 yep. years. Yep. Um, and we're excited on uh, some of the opportunities that we have to where the association can go and uh, how we can grow it based on the very solid foundation of uh, previous executive directors. Well, so, you know, you're, are you the third now? I I, that's a good question. I, I inherited literally 30 boxes of history uh, from, from NICRA that we've just recently moved down to our facility here. In I think Little you're the side. third, maybe the fourth. I remember I had the pleasure to meet, because uh, they used to be out of Columbus, Ohio. Right. And uh, I worked with, uh, with, with that gentleman there for quite a while. And then uh, uh, I had the pleasure, to, you know, then to meet uh, your predecessor, Linda, here and mm. uh, enjoyed that relationship. Well, and mate, I've got here as a visual aid, um, funnily enough, on the 24th of August, uh, 1933. This is the original registration of the National Ice Cream Retailers Association. Holy so I'm going to dub the uh, 24th of August National National Ice Cream Retailers Association Day. Holy so 85 years on the 24th of, 24th of August. So you, you don't look a day or 20. <laughs> that's right. It's well, been going a long time. Um, I guess their tagline is help ice cream people helping ice cream people since 1933. Um, and it's, it's probably immeasurable how many businesses have either started or grown as a result yeah. of membership in NICRA. So it is a very exciting time and there's a lot of history to it as well. Well, tell us a little bit about the NICRA group, where it has been uh, up until now. I mean, the, the, the membership, et cetera, type things. Right. Well, currently the membership, there's about 340 stores um, that are members of NICRA. Um, and then we also have probably 30 or 40, 50 businesses, or even more, that are supplier members. So right. between the, the actual store owners, the retailers, the wholesalers, and we say national, although we do have some international members, some international people that come to con uh, convention every year. Uh, but primarily we're, you know, three, 350 odd strong organization of businesses that primarily focus in the uh, making, selling, retail, wholesale, and distribution of ice cream. Okay. Uh, and we say ice cream generically, it's probably more frozen desserts. 
Uh, as you know, there is a big, big push uh, on vegan products now and non-dairy products. So right. it's the Ice Cream Association, but we kind of group everybody. Right. Um, and so we as an association um, have kind of, I guess, plateaued around that 300, 340 mark for 10 years or so. Okay. Um, and so we're really looking forward to the opportunity to kind of, again, use that very solid foundation that has happened as a result of previous executive directors, previous board members, uh, and look to really use that foundation to grow the organization. And there's a lot of things um, that I think we've got some very positive feedback from members, from suppliers. Right. Um, as to, you know, these are some of the things that we need to do from, you know, 2018 going onward. So oh. the, uh, the future is very bright. What have been some of the successes for the last 85 years? What do you think some of them have that you have that have added to your toolbox? Well, um, man, I just think the long, for a start, the longevity of yeah. the association. I mean, it's really quite extraordinary. Um, I'm pretty heavily involved in the Ice Cream Alliance, which is the similar group in the UK. Um, and they tout, I forget what their launch date was, but it was you know, before World War II. Okay. Um, and I mean, we predate that. so. The history of the organization really says enough for itself. But I think if you look at, um, I mean, there's there's multiple units that have come through. Right. Um, there's there's people who have kind of opened and, and grown large businesses. I really think, though, that the successes that we have are just the incremental increases of single store ownerships. And I right. think that previously we've had a focus on the independent one, two, three location uh, operators, which really are the backbone of the association. I do think that there is a great opportunity to be able to bring in um, these regional and national, international ice cream chains, because I think that um, there's a great opportunity for us as the membership to learn from them and learn from their experiences as right. well. Um, you know, the, the, the people that have spent time and sacrificed and volunteered on boards and executive boards, I mean, um, there's just so much knowledge and so much good that's happened over the past 85 years um it's pretty hard to quantify as to you know right. what are the success here and there but i think the longevity in and of itself is something to say you know what i like about it is you know my experience back in uh the 80s with the association was that at that time it was made up of primarily but not completely but primarily i'd say small size commercial uh ice cream uh, right. bulk ice cream company bulk you know, they made the gallons and they primarily bulk ice cream and then some of them got into some retail packs but primary there was a manufacturer right. uh, and then over time as 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 you've seen the conventions and trade shows uh, change you know uh, the the you know the the companies out there who make batch machines have gotten involved in a mom and pop type businesses right. and now we see a tremendous outgrowth of the independent making their own ice cream how do you yeah. how do you follow that that exciting opportunity well, you know, trends kind of come and go, right. but I think that particularly with the um, the advent of the advent of uh, I popped out for a minute. You're fine. Uh, the advent of the food channel, the cooking right. channel, and a lot of this cable stuff, where really outstanding and uh, um, different ice cream products, different food products, are now on every screen in America and around the world. Uh, and I think that those trends really do drive the ice cream industry. I right. think that there are more and more people now that are passionate about buying their mix and flavoring it and having unique products. There's more and more businesses now that are wanting to make their own mix and their base products. 
Um, and so I think that as tastes become more diverse, as you get much more media and infiltration of media, social media, you know, right. regular media, um, I think that's where the, the, the industry grows. Um, and you can only walk down the aisle of your local grocery store, Walmart, wherever, to kind of have a look at the huge variety of not only flavors, but different types of products. Um, it, it's an exciting time to be in the ice cream business. I also think that, you know, as economies fluctuate and come up and down, the local ice cream experience is something that is really within the grasp of most mums and dads and kids. Um, and so that's kind of been the staple. So I think right. between, you know, the developing flavor profiles and different types of products that are available, as well as still the affordability of an ice cream experience right. locally is what is where the growth is. Uh, you know, it's, it's been exciting to see that, you know, we started out, uh, what, Yogurt came out about the early 80s. Then it, it, you know, it morphed into a different product and then it came back again. And then we've got right. the advent of gelato, uh, you know, which is which is an exciting. And then the whole program has changed into homemade, handcrafted. Now it's called, I think, small batches. Right. And, it, you know, and I what it's exciting is to see that the marking is, go, is getting to be a very nice niche, niche yeah. method. Because, you know, essentially our customers or our, our associate members, you know, they, we all have to figure out how to be competitive in, in today's world. And one of the things that I always you know, tell everybody, if you're going to be competitive, you need the right resources. You need the right, right. boot camp. You need the right training. And, right. And, and I think this is what NICRA, you know, has to offer is, is, is that resource of all these uh, different experiences. And I, I remember we're sitting at a table a couple of conventions ago and I saw uh, uh, Dick, uh, you know, Mr. Cheney and his wife, you know, Cheney's Dairy Bar. And he's sitting there with maybe a half a dozen newbies. And they're, I mean, they're, I, I, I say this and I kind of joke, you know, they're sitting there just drooling for more information, but you know, they were just, you know, cause he's a great ambassador and right. and he is, is typical of the, senior membership if you will and i don't mean that i mean because he's been in it for many years all right this association has so many people not only from the storefront but from the vendor side i mean you've got uh, the folks at joy cone who are just tremendous resources you're, you know you're right. over there just a great great supporter of the cause but i mean i, I look at this opportunity that and then the program that you're involved in uh, your future really does look great doesn't it you know i really do i think that the association has three really main elements, in my opinion. The first of which is we've got to provide value for its membership. So right. if you're an ice cream store owner that owns one, two, three locations, if you, even if you're just selling at the local farmer's market, you know, we've got to provide value for them. So things like the Facebook group, things like the video-based training, uh, the collaboration of, of uh, all of those members coming together at convention is a huge benefit. But I also think that the suppliers of the world and our supplier members really do need to feel as though there's value in their membership right. and they're exhibiting. So I think that member benefits are great. I think that the suppliers need to be able to have a place where they can go that's wholly and solely focused on ice cream and frozen desserts, which it has been for many, many years. Right. But I think that sometimes, um, you know, suppliers have come and gone and I really would like to get to the point where every single manufacturer, supplier in the ice cream industry would see value in being a member. But as a whole, I also see as a third element that I think we as uh, in my position as the executive director, as a board, as a, an association, we need to promote the ice cream industry to the general public. Right. And I think that's something that we've 
we've struggled with previously. Um, so we need to be able to promote the ice cream experience at your local ice cream business to the general public. Now, there's a lot of different ways that we can do that. And I think as a board, that's something that we need to focus on. But um, I think those three areas, providing member benefits, helping members grow, helping the, the suppliers um, become more successful and promoting the industry as a whole right. is really a good, good place to start off. So really, so you're bringing, you're, what you're bringing to the table, the unique, your strengths would be not only from the retail experience where you work with so many great retail operators from small to large, you've also bring uh, a vendor experience. You, you know, you've had to, to justify the expense of a trade show, to justify the expense right. of a membership. I mean, yep. uh, and you and I both know there's, there's hundreds of suppliers out there that, that you know, they, they look to us and they say, well, why should we spend X number of dollars? What right. is the return on my investment? Right, right. Um, and I think that growth happens hand in hand. When the suppliers are happy and they can see that it's worth coming to the show and right. worth supporting, we get more members. When we get more members, we get more suppliers and the whole thing grows like that. Um, and it, it's interesting you say that because that's, Primarily, when I was going through this interview process for this role, um, I, I've spent so many years behind the counter of an ice cream shop, scratching my head as to how do I boost winter sales? I've right. been in that role. Um, I've been as a trade show organizer for an ice cream equipment company saying, how do I uh, justify this whatever thousand dollar investment going right. to an ice cream? So I would like to think I'm an ambassador on both sides of that process. So I, I kind of have an understanding as to what the ice cream store and the ice cream business owner goes through. Yep. I know what the equipment guy goes through. Um, I, I'd like to think that I can empathize with both parts and hopefully we can kind of bring them all together and get some sort of, even though I don't like the word synergy. Uh, <laughs> well, with you know, we're, we're really, you know, truly we're all in this together because right. as the group grows, you know, the old saying, as the tub fills, all boats float, you know, and, and I think that's some of the things that uh, the vendors, uh, you know, everybody's kind of said, I don't want to give away my lead list or I don't my prospects or I don't want I don't want John to know who Susan is. And, and as I tell people in today's world, like what we we're doing here, we are having a conversation. You know, you're in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm up here in northwestern Ohio. Uh, you know, next time it could be you could be in London or I could be in, in Hawaii. Right. The computer has eliminated any potential issues. I mean, it's right. an open world. So. I always said to a fellow, if you're going to be competitive, make sure your customers understand the value that you bring, which is what you just said, the value that you bring to the membership. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I, I that we're going to talk about right now is the 2018 convention, which has come up and it's an exciting opportunity. But how, how do you respond to those people who say, Steve, why should I go to Colorado Springs when I can go to Chicago, the national restaurant show? It's bigger. It has more people. Why should I go to a smaller convention with smaller people? And, you know, uh, to me, that's something that you could probably respond to better than I can, because that just drives me crazy. Why would I want to go to Chicago when I can go to Colorado Springs? But well, I mean, I, I've been to the NRA show, the, the restaurant show in Chicago every year for the last yeah. 14 years. I still think you should go to the restaurant show in Chicago. <laughs> um, that being said, there's really no other show that concentrates wholly and solely on frozen desserts in the country. And you have some other very good shows. I, I recommend people going to their local restaurant association. Missouri has a restaurant association. It's not ice cream focused, but I get some good ideas there. Right. Um, there are some regional events, the Great Lakes Ice Cream right. Class Food Association. 
um, a good fast food contingent there, but not wholly and solely on ice cream. So um, I think that and as the, as the convention bounces around the country every year, A, I think you get a, a good, a fresh influence, particularly where we end up, which region we end up, so far as ice cream and, and frozen reserve products in that region. But I think that our goal in providing the framework and the agenda for the, uh, the convention right. is to basically give people a very unique opportunity where they will be sitting next to someone at a table uh, at, uh, at a seminar or at a lunch or at a dinner that is in the ice cream and frozen dessert uh, a profession. Right. Um, and so there's really no other show that focuses on it. Um, secondly, um, I think we had a real success last year in doing a three-tiered program where um, we've got seminars for beginners, for intermediate store right. owners, and for experienced store owners. And that's been one of the challenges I think we've had in this association was having people who came to one, two, three conventions and going, uh, I don't know whether I'll go this year. I don't know whether I, right. know, I've learned the same thing the last three years. Um, so I think that the program's developing to cater to everybody's needs. Um, I think we've got a little bit room to go so far as recording sessions, uh, making sure that we can get um, people who want to attend this session, that right. can still get content in this session. Uh, and we are working as an executive team uh, and the board to be able to say, how can we make the conventions better? How can we ramp it up? Right. Um, for this particular uh, convention coming up, um, we're very excited. We, we've been talking with Brian Smith of Ample Hills Creamery in New York. A uh, bit of a trailblazer when it comes to opening up, making his own ice cream. He's got, I think, uh, seven to ten locations right now. Uh, did a great marketing piece with Disney. Um, just opened up an ice cream factory and museum and retail store in New York City. Um, and he will be our keynote speaker for this particular event. Wonderful. So, great speaker. Uh, he is a great speaker. Yeah. And I think it's one thing to be able to get someone that can talk about leadership and talk about commitment and talk about employee training. But I think there's a real need for ice cream people to sit at the feet of someone who has really achieved quite a lot in the ice cream right. industry and who is willing to share that experience um, you know, and have that whole experience. Right. So we're building the, the, the agenda of the, of the conference or the uh, convention around having a very unique and uplifting ice cream experience there. There's really, I believe, nowhere else in the country that you can get that. Well, and you're close to uh, one of the largest, if not the largest market, I mean, California uh, for ice cream. Right. I mean, you know, the NICRA group has been so east of the Mississippi focused yep. for probably most of its, uh, you know, a lifespan. Uh, and every so often we get a little guy, you know, somebody comes in from Denver or comes in from right. Reno. Uh, but, but we're finding you know, a lot of great operators and great ideas all the way up the West Coast. Well, uh, I think that's, you bring up a good point, George. I think that um, another area that we can focus on is strengthening ourselves regionally. Um, and you're right, a lot of people thought that, well, it's kind of an association of everyone west of the, uh, uh, east of the Mississippi. Um, and the, there is so many very solid operators, right. manufacturers, producers, suppliers on the west coast and the, uh, the west side of the Midwest, if you right. will, central west, that... Uh, really hasn't seen value in being involved. And so I think regionally, 
Um, that's one thing that I would like to focus on is strengthening the organization regionally. Right. Now, whether that means having different divisions or how that looks, I don't know yet. But Well, it certainly is a tremendous opportunity for what you're doing. And so, uh, you know, that, that's, you know, like I said before, you know, when NICR started, it was, I think, uh, back in the 30s, Columbus, Ohio. And of course, you know, at that time, Columbus represented the epicenter of the Midwest. I mean, you've got right. Wisconsin, uh, Mass, uh, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and then the New England states. And, you know, there was the bulk of the, of the ice cream industry. And of course, it was the result of the blue collar market. I mean, it was a log cabin type thing. You know, we closed and when school started, we opened up right. in February. Um, and if you drove down to Florida, you were lucky to get a popsicle. Right. You know, and if you went to Texas, well, we got a margarita. And if you went to California, well, we didn't know what we got. But, you know, <laughs> as the as 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 our grandfathers and our parents and now our children start to immigrate to other regions, I mean, they're taking, right. you know, we see a lot of the custards that were strictly only sold in Wisconsin. Now they're down in Alabama. Uh, right. We see custard out of New York uh, and New England. Uh, and, I, you know, I think, uh, uh, you know, because as we as we retire, go on vacation, we take these tastes. And so how do you address the, the new operator today with what do I sell? What do I sell, Steve? How do I, you know, how do you, how do you go? Because the new operator today is not you and I, it's a different person, right. different couple. Yeah, it's a really good question because I think that you can sell anything in any, any market with the right education, the right market. Okay. Um, so, I mean, the, the same principle comes down to even what flavors do I have in my shop? Right. Um, you can create the most elaborate uh, honey lavender gelato with, you know, uh, stracciatella specs through it. And, and people will walk <laughs> in there and taste it and go, wow, this is some of the best ice cream I've ever had. Yep. And I have two scoops of cookies and cream and one of chocolate. Um, so <laughs> so people, people like to be able to kind of go back to their favorites. But... Um, as we mentioned before, I think that some of these different flavor profiles are kind of pushing their way through. And I think right. that's the same. You know, you look at someone like Reader's Water Ice, for example, right. that primarily were based out of Philadelphia. A lot of their stores are still based out of there. Uh, they branched out to California and people in California were like, what is this water ice stuff? Um, so it, it does take a little bit of trailblazing, a lot of education, right. a lot of marketing. Um, but I think that people... Store owners are very passionate about their own product. And I think you can sell anything to anyone as long as it's packaged up right and as long as it's done right. And again, that's, you know, some of the things that we look at when we're putting together a convention schedule is that do we teach people about how to market their store? Do we talk to people about product development? Right. Do we talk to people about growing their business from one to two to five stores? Um, so uh, I, I think that, you know, the world's your oyster wherever you go as long as you can kind of package it up. Well, you sign me up. I'm ready to join. Oh, that's right. I'm a member of the NICA group. It's, a, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's exciting. I, I do appreciate your time. And before I let you go, uh, where is the convention this year? So the convention is at the Cheyenne Mountain Resort, which is in Colorado Springs in Colorado. Wonderful. Um, now, I haven't been there yet, uh, but Dave Dedman, who is our president-elect, and uh, it's his convention. He's putting it together right, with right. his uh, convention committee. And he's been out there twice. He raves about the place. Good. Uh, we've actually put together a, a, a quick, <coughs> excuse me, a quick YouTube video <coughs> on um, ten reasons to come to convention. Um, and so I'll send you the link, and maybe you can post it in the show notes. But um, I think that 
It's a great venue. Uh, we've got a lot of renewed interest in the organization. Unfortunately, we, I think we're going to have to cap attendance at about 400, 420. We're working on the numbers now. Um, we opened registration for that convention on the 15th of August, both for exhibitors as well as your regular membership. Um, so I think by all accounts, it's going to be very, very popular and it'll sell out relatively quickly. So yeah, they can't sign up until then, can they? Correct. So, uh, Oh, You're good. Quick thing. So, uh, yeah, 15th of August, keep an eye on the website, nicra.org. That's N-I-C-R-A.org. Um, and all of the details will be there. Uh, and you'll sign up actually there on the website on the 15th of August. Well, I'm sure Dave and his whole uh, his whole uh, uh, team, uh, the, the president and his whole uh, court, if you will, will appreciate you as his supporting uh, cast there to, 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 to continue on. I know Dave's got some great ideas. You know, with the program, I know uh, Jill. I think Jill's outgoing president, mm. she, and she, you know, she and Dave have been working very hard to uh, transition the association into, uh, you know, into where uh, your your support's going to really take it to the next level. Uh, well, I, I appreciate that, George, and I'm uh, raising a comb for you well, and everything you do for the industry. Thank you. Well, we we have a good time. Uh, what flavor was that, by the way? Uh, it's a uh, stress ball. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean stress There's, this is ice I, cream i keep it here and just kind of uh uh mold away on it here just to make sure that i uh I, it's probably better for me than actually eating ice cream well you and me both i mean it, you know what what a thing pick pick our poison right pick our poison <laughs> so right. if a new operator wants to get a hold of you steve and they want to join the association what's the best way for them to do that you can go to nicra.org, so that's the association website, N-I-R-N-I-C-R-A.org. Okay. Um, our website is info at nicra.org, okay. email, I should say. Um, look, more than happy to answer any questions. Okay. Um, we're growing the association. We're changing and upgrading the website. So there's a lot of great things happening, but if you have any questions, that's the website. Uh, and if anyone likes to kind of reach out to me and kind of talk about their concept yep. uh, or, you know, what's the convention going to be like, info at nicro.org. Well, great. I look forward to seeing you at the show. And then I look forward to seeing you around the, the country as we do different shows because you, I'm, always, I'm always excited about the seminars that you leave because you always have uh, some wonderful ideas. You've got a great experiences uh, and you give me great theater. So I do appreciate all those. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be one of your friends. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Thanks, mate. Good luck. Bye-bye.